So I'm going to share this with you because it's, it is a marvel to me how God's Spirit works through us as a body of believers. We, we don't prep our services in the terms of that we script them. You know that that's possible. You know that you could go to a church, maybe not in Oatsburg, but in Cape Town there's quite a wide variety to choose from. And you could choose one church with lights and smoke, uh, hopefully aircon. Um, and uh, Josh Jen in Sunningdale doesn't have aircon. Ask, ask Johannes. It was 40 degrees in Cape Town for the eldest camp last week. It was, I think it was hotter than here. Wellington was the hottest place in the world last Sunday. So, and Sunningdale was, I mean, if you ever wanted to know that you didn't want to go to hell, if hell is hot, then you didn't want to be there. <laughs> but that's not the point, I'm squirreling. Um, the point is, we, we don't do that. We don't script our services. Um, we could probably look better, more polished, more together, you know. The lights come on at the right point, a little bit of drama. Um, we could have a, a click track for the drummer. And uh, Michael would know, because he does dr- drum lessons with a music school, and they all believe us, but one of the guys go to a congregation where there's a guy that directs the worship from behind the scenes. So he's speaking into the ear of the worship leader and the team and saying, okay, verse one, okay, repeat, chorus, okay, going into the bridge, okay, verse one again, verse two, okay, great finale, drummer, solo, and it'll sound great, but is God still in it? Is the spirit still in it? And I, I'm going to say maybe we, we could program so well that we program God out of our meetings. I would rather have this. Huh? And then, so part of that is that I did not tell Joni or the band what I was preparing. In fact, God changed what I was preparing last night. So it would have been impossible. But uh, the words, can you put the words of the first song on for me? Like the, what we started with. So we had a bit of a slow start, don't you think, with the words? We often, if, if there's a lot of words, uh, we miss what they say. Uh, but the first verse really there, what is that about? It's describing something. So it's describing actually how far away from God we feel without God. The darkness, the desperation, the mountain that we have to climb to get to God. That's that, that's the verse. How great is the the space between the chasm, the spasi, but this in my and Gottes. Hoe hoog is die berg wat ek moet klim om by God te kom? Hoe desperate is ek om by die Heere te kom? Desperate. And then the the next one, well, sorry, before I go there, go back three. One back. The work is finished. The end is written. So, God break in our lives. The work is finished. The end is written. Now, can I say the next one? Great. 
I could imagine so great a mercy. Ja. Dat God uit die hemel uit sal kom. Van sy glorie. Daarom van his glorie. Van sy die God wat alles gemaakt het. Dat hy sal een mens word. En vir ons sonde betaal aan die kruis. The king of kings calls me his own. Wow. Sien jylle daai? That's the gospel. That is the gospel. And so, I'll go to my notes, not to the song we sang. Sorry. <laughs> um, and my first note that I had on mine, so that's the song, Janie and them fell to sing. And uh, so God wants to tell us this. Because my first note is the mystery of the gospel. What is the mystery of the gospel? So, um, let's read some scripture before, before I go there. Uh, Matthew 3. Ach, yeah, Matthew 5. We'll do that one. Um, and, uh, well, I'm just deciding quickly. Because I'm changing stuff as I'm standing here. Let's just do verse 44, 44-45. It says, The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. Because it's not his field. So it's not his treasure. And then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought the field. So Jesus is telling us what the kingdom of God is like. That's what he's, he's hiding the message in a story, a parable, a vergelijking in Afrikaans. And then there's a second one, which I actually forgot about. I only read that again last night. There's a second, second, a different one, and it says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he founds one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought the one. So two parables that Jesus spoke of. And then it hit me, but what is that big prize? What is that pearl? So two things here, and I'll get back to that, to, to, to the scripture again. Um, but what is the treasure? What is the pearl? So somehow there's something hidden. There's a mystery. What is the mystery? The mystery of the gospel. What is that? So if you want to write a book today and publish it on Amazon, um, if you or print it and sell it, and you want to have a bestseller, I'll give you some topics: how to lose weight. Right? That'll sell. Um, how about uh, profit from buying and selling hmm? people will buy that uh, best sellers um, how about uh, how to be handsome and liked um, how about train a pet that likes you there's a topic that nobody's written come that'll be a bestseller. Um, two steps to Six Steps to Success. Those are the topics. If you want to be popular and you want to write a book, write those. 
Here's another suggestion, just from, from me. If you want to catch both, right, maybe you should say uh, something like, and I'm going to make it up on the fly, uh, God wants you to be successful. Ah, that'll sell. Um, the seven steps found in the Bible to great prosperity. That'll sell. Now you're getting the Christians to you. Um, that's not the gospel. That's, that's often what we think we're going to hear when we come to God. But the gospel has mystery. And that's not what we hear. When Jesus came to earth... What the people expected to hear wasn't what Jesus said. Jesus had a different story. They expected the guy to come, God is coming in a white horse and he's going he's gonna to kill all the Romans for us. Angels are going to come and appear in the clouds with him. He's going to set free the nation of Israel. And then Jesus didn't do that. That wasn't his story at all. That wasn't the message he brought. And they actually couldn't hear it. And Jesus speaks in parables to the nation of Israel. Because he says, they don't want to see and they don't want to hear. His disciples asked him in Matthew 3.10, they asked him about it. You can put it up. But here the disciples that actually come to Jesus and said, why are you speaking in parables? Because just before that, he said, anybody can hear and anybody can understand. And then he speaks in parables. And then they said, but Jesus, why are you speaking in parables? And he says, because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever has will be given more. Always thought that that was money. They didn't do, huh? No. No. <laughs> Whoever has, has will be given more. And they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. I've heard that out of context. Not talking about money, talking about the kingdom. Something way more valuable than possessions or money. This is why I speak to them in parables. Those seeing, they do not see. Those hearing, they do not hear or understand. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You will be ever hearing but never understanding. You will be ever seeing but never perceiving. For the people's heart have become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears and they have closed their eyes. What a terrible story just before he tells them what all of the, what the kingdom is like. And then they ask him and he explains the stuff to them, which they didn't get. And then he asked them, do you get it? And they said, yes, we do. How terrible if we hear the gospel story, that song, the secret, and we can't hear it. Now, I'll tell you how you get there to not hear it. How do you form a callous? Right? Calloused hearts. So saying if you have a calloused heart, it, it makes you what? It makes you blind and deaf. So, the gospel story is here to save your life. Before I go to Calist, my son Michael had an ear infection while we were ago. Oh, we weren't at home. 
it's like always happens, huh? You leave your kids at home, go to something, one of them gets sick. Thanks, Sean, and all the other doctors that helped <laughs> to go see him at home. That doesn't happen in Cape Town. Yay, Oturin. <laughs> in our town, you can still get a doctor to go to your child and then take him medicine. And then you just EFT them the money. How's that? Huh? Incredible. Saying, I love you guys. Um, but he got medicine for his ear infection. So again, there are some doctors that can correct me. But here's the problem. If you, if you use medicine every day of your life, say for instance, you wake up in the morning and you've got a little ache in your shoulder and you go, okay, I'm going to take some medicine. Tomorrow you wake up, your toe is a bit, I'm going to take some more medicine. The day after you feel a little bit crampy, oh, take some more medicine. The doctors would call you, you, you're abusing medicine or you're over-medicating. The problem with that is that something that was meant to do good is starting to do harm. And in time, it actually doesn't do what it should be doing anymore. So you can take medicine for a sickness. You could get a sickness, then start taking medicine and die. Because medicine has lost the power to help you. Because you've been taking it all the time for no reason. So in a sense, you've built up a resistance to the, to the goodness of the, that the medicine should have done by taking it. So don't over-medicate is the message here. Because you might one day need medicine, right? The gospel is medicine. The gospel has the power to save your life, just like medicine. Spiritually, it can save your life. If you hear it all the time, over and over and over again, and you don't change, if it doesn't grip you and you don't allow it to change you, not just hearing it now and going, wait, I'm going to do something different, and then you walk out, you forget it. Actually, let the gospel, the Bible, the word, the Holy Spirit change you, who you are and how you conduct yourself. You could grow immune to the gospel, and it will lose its power to save your life. And that's, those are the people Jesus is talking about. Calloused hearts. A callous is what Jesus is talking about. So, if you do the same thing over and over, if you, if you, if you work with implements, if you're a farmer, and you start working, and you, you farmers have hands, David, yeah? So, betekker werk ek in my tuin met die graaf. En dan, as ek so die vir 10 minute lang gewerk het met die graaf, dan raak my hand gevoelig waar die graaf sy handvatsel is. And after about 20 minutes, it might actually start forming a little blister. If I continue working, because, hey, I want to get to the end and there's a whole piece of my garden that I wanted to end. So I'm pushing through a bit of pain. Uh, it, might actually, it might actually break the skin. If I continue working, what happens is my body goes, wait a minute, you're using this thing the whole time and it forms a hard piece of thickened skin. And if you work long enough, it actually has less feeling. So it doesn't feel anymore. Some of the guys here that work with their hands all the time, you could possibly push a sharp object right through their skin and they won't even feel it. 
They could have a thorn stuck in their hand. I'm, I'm pretty sure Dirk and, and David can tell us about that. They could work and come home and they, then their wives go, there's a thorn in your hand. Oh, didn't see it. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it out. Oh, well, whatever, I can't feel anyway. You know? So that's good to work, just by the way. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. If that happens to your heart, if you keep on hearing the message and you don't allow it to make some changes, what will happen is that will happen to your heart and you'll lose feeling to the gospel message. What is the gospel message? It's not a bestseller. So here's the message. Now you need to hear and allow this to, to soak into you who you are. Christ in us, the hope of glory. That's the gospel message. What happens? Paul calls it the mystery of the gospel. Why? Well, because nobody ever knew how to get to God, how to close the gap between us and God. Who klimakt in die berg op en kom by die uit? Who doen ek dit? It was a mystery, but it was revealed to us. How? God stepped out of heaven in the form of Jesus Christ. He made himself a man like us, God. The maker of the universe. God Almighty that holds everything that is created in the palm of his hand. His son, part of him, became human flesh. Like part of his creation, little. Like, a, like me becoming an ant or smaller. And he stripped himself of his glory. He took it off like a robe. That's a mystery. That he can even do that is a mystery. And then, why did he do it? Because I was lost. And he needed to come and find me and you. And that's what he did. Not only did he do that, he then sacrificed his own life. Why? Well, because that's the, that's the penalty for sin. So, the Bible says that we are enemies of God. So what do we do in war with an enemy? Well, we shoot them. Or at them at least. An enemy is something that you, that you want to eradicate. Right? So we come with force towards our enemies. What did God do? Did he declare war on us? That would have been a very swift war. <laughs> God did not declare war. God came and became us. Lowered himself. Took off his robe of glory. Because if he kept it on, the earth probably would have just disappeared when he stepped onto it. And then he went and said, you know what? I'll pay the penalty. So that I can turn you from an enemy into a friend. So... In a sense, everything that you don't allow the gospel. Who's the enemy of God? Well, I'm the enemy of God, still. Not all of me, because some parts of me have been touched by the gospel. But there's some parts in me that still need to change. 
There's some parts that the word still needs to penetrate. There's a part of me that's still an enemy of God. God is patiently working at me. So that I can be transformed fully into the image of Christ. That's the second part of the gospel. Is The first part is God made it possible. The second part is that God works at us from the point where we go, Okay, God, I surrender my life to you. From that point, God starts working on us, changing us. So just putting your hand up in church, just being born into the right family, just being born into the right society, actually that doesn't mean that you're saved. You actually need to make a decision somewhere and say, God, I give you my heart. I want, I'm all in. So... This is not the message that people think they're going to hear when they come to God, is it? Actually, we want to hear this, but you're going to put your hand up, and the mystery of the gospel is this, that miraculously all my problems will go away. That's not the mystery of the gospel. The mystery of the gospel is the part where God made it possible. And the next thing that he did was, he starts working at my character. Now, I need to allow the word of God and the spirit of God through the word to change who I am, to make me alive, to make me into what God intended me to be. So the old self dies. Josh Jane has a saying, dying to live, right? As the enemy part of me dies, the friend part, the family part, and yes, here's the next part of incredibleness of the gospel is that God adopts us as his sons and daughters we start off as enemies to God and then we end off with God doing everything in us working patiently making a way to be adopted as his sons and daughters that is the mystery of God that is the gospel that's the light that we shine not how not to have problems, not how to make money in five steps. For that, you need an MBA. And discipline. So, I mean, the good news is, actually, there, there's some principles in God's word that will stand you really good in the market. Honesty. Diligence. Man of my word. My handshake is as good as a contract. Can't expect that from other people, but I have to live it. Right? Those things in the marketplace, it will prosper you. But more than prosper you in the marketplace, the great thing is that you will have a testimony to those around you. They will listen to your words. You'll have credibility. So, and that we desperately need as Christians. We need credibility. Because if I say to somebody, Christ died for you on the cross, and he wants to save your soul, but yesterday I stole his money, or two days ago he overheard me say something bad about something else, speaking about people, or 
There's so many things we can do to lose credibility. Then, actually, I've taken away, I didn't make God less. I just took away my voice. My light is a little bit dimmer. So, and that's Matthew, Matthew 5 verse 13. Actually, plan not to get there. It says, Jesus again says to his disciples, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? Actually, the answer there is you can't. Jesus knew chemistry. He made the whole planet. Before we had the periodic table, he knew how it worked. When salt loses its saltiness, it cannot be made salty again. That's his answer to that question. It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. Context here for salt was that salt, they didn't know how to get salt out of the ocean. They actually had salt mines. And salt was like gold in that time. Salt could preserve stuff. Salt was so valuable that they they actually traded with salt. They had a little bag with salt. And you could buy like a sheep with like a little five grams of Cerebos salt. Right? <laughs> Imagine how rich we would be if we could go back. I, I, I'd live next to the ocean. <laughs> Just make salt. <laughs> like, don't tell anybody how to do this. You know? um, but if salt has lost its value, then it's not good. You are the light to the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. That is us. If you know God, we cannot put our light under a lamp, lamp, little bowl. And that bowl is our integrity. That bowl is what actually people think of us. So is it important what people think of me? Yes. Why? Not for me. I don't matter. It's important what people think of me because if I'm not thought of highly, if I don't have integrity in the world, actually my message of God is not heard. And that is important. That could save lives. God will send somebody else. (laughs) Yeah? So... The, the field and I'll land with this the kingdom of God is like treasure hidden in a field when a man found it he sold everything and he was glad to do so why? why would you sell everything you have to buy a field? well because the treasure in a field was worth more than all the stuff he sold he wasn't making a bad decision he wasn't throwing his brain away He was glad to do it. Why? It was a bargain. He realized that this treasure that I have found is worth more than all the rubbish I own. I'm going to sell all the stuff I have. You have the broken car. There's a little wheelbarrow without a wheel. Garage sale. Everything's gone great. I can buy the field. (laughs) Ha ha. Pot of gold. That's the story of the field. It was a bargain. 
the pearl of great price. It's two, two different things to the kingdom here. The pearl of great price is a whole bunch of this merchant. He buys and sells pearls. And then he finds one which is just perfect. He's got a hundred pearls. He sells all of them to buy the one. Again, it's a bargain to him. He knows the value that he's seen. So the, these two things, first, I'll, the pull is that there are many things that we can give our hearts to. We can give it to our workplace. We can give it to our farms, our animals. We can give it to our children, our pets, our property, our businesses. Many things. We can, we can give it to TV series. Children, mm-hmm. WhatsApp conversations, popularity in school, a career. We can give that to many little pearls. And what the pearls, why the kingdom is, is like that is there is the kingdom. And when you see the value of the gospel, the mystery of Jesus making the way, actually the rest disappears in what they're worth. So that's the one. The other one is the treasure in a field. Different concept. The concept here is that, again, the the kingdom is worth something, but it's hidden, right? It's a mystery. If you don't see that, if I didn't explain what the gospel really is, and you think that what we can have is a great society... You can be part of a great just gen, right? So, like JC, loved, honored, respected, have friends. Um, what other benefits are there? Great. If you don't have food, we'll give you food. If your kids need to go to school, ah, we'll give them a lift. If you need something sent to Cape Town, ah, somebody's driving there, they'll take it. Um, we share, you know? Isn't that... The church of Acts, we share, we have all in common. You've got lots of people to come to your wedding, have a nice party. So that's the field. That's not the treasure. If you buy into the kingdom, if you come to Sundays for just sitting here and feeling better and then going home, guess what? You'll stop coming. I'm not that good. Right? So, you'll want to go to the church with the programs and the lights and the, and the smoke machine because it's the field that you're buying. And it will be too expensive. It's not a bargain. It's not a bargain to sell all you have to be part of a community. As great as it is. It's not worth everything you have. It's not worth your life and everything you have. But what is worth that is God that saved your soul. That's worth that. That's what I can sacrifice my entire being in life. I will trade everything I have for that. And I forget whose quote that is. Elliot? Right? It's Eliot's quote that says, He is no fool that trades. John said that, Eliot, yeah. He is no fool who trades what he cannot keep for what he cannot lose. 
So this morning, we can again trade everything we have that we cannot keep, right? You're going to die and leave it here. <laughs> For what you cannot lose, eternal life with God, relationship with the King.